Hey guys, welcome back to This Is My Story, the YouTube channel and the podcast. Thank you for tuning in, whether you're listening or watching. Uh, today I'm going to be talking about my story. But before we do, let's thank our channel sponsors. I'm so excited to have Christian Healthcare Ministries be a part of this as a sponsor. Uh, Christian Healthcare Ministries is the first and longest uh, health cost sharing organization. My wife and I have been a part of them for 10 years, members been a huge blessing to our family. So check out the link below and get involved and do some research. I think it'll be a blessing for you or your family. Our second sponsor for our show is Natural Living. Uh, the link below to get all your supplements, which my wife and I are paid members there, uh, is going to be My Story Matters and get 15% off. So let's get healthy and get some health care. So diving into my story today. Just to preface a little bit, the next couple of episodes on this journey are going to be kind of introducing you guys to uh, my life and who I am and my wife and her story, a little bit about our journey as well, uh, how we met and got married, what the Lord's done in our marriage, how he's brought us through a lot of difficulties. Uh, one of the episodes will be sharing a story about our journey through infertility and uh, how we now have two children and how we ended up getting two children. So, but my story, gosh, um, I don't know about you, but if someone asked you, hey, would you share your story? Uh, would you be nervous or would you be excited? Um, you know, I, I've always kind of said on the origin story, I mentioned that uh, I knew that I have a story, um, but sometimes I doubted it and uh, would look to others and what they've gone through and, and what makes their story really good. And I would compare my own experience um, in my relationship with God to theirs. It's a terrible way to go about your story. Uh, in fact, uh, it's the opposite of what we should be doing. Um, even though I knew this, though, uh, if you asked me to share my story, I would. Um, I would I've done it on stage hundreds of times. Um, but just to uh, put it out there on, on video or on a podcast like this, it's hard. Um, but uh, it's not as hard now as it was maybe four or five years ago. The odd thing for me, though, is maybe in 2012, I had a young high school student. Um, she might have graduated about that point, been in college. But she had asked me what my my story was and and had I shared my story yet on video. At that point, we were at this church in Colorado and we were interviewing um, this whole youth group on their stories. And uh, really fun experience until that girl had asked me, you know, hey, have you put your story on on video? And I said, no, I, I, that's, I'm not doing that. I'm just the one filming. I'm just the one kind of helping you understand that you have a story. I want you to tell your story. And she kind of got sassy with me and her name was Annabelle. Shout out to Annabelle. And she just said, well, you need to share your story. And, and um, a couple other people joined in like, yeah, how come, like, why are you sharing your story? And I think that that reality of that moment hit me of, of like, I'm, I'm nervous to share my story. And so over the last four years, we've traveled so often in the last 10 years, that the last four years, I've really began to have a burden for helping believers um, understand that they have an amazing story. Not to look to anyone else to measure up to that, but to look to Jesus, to look to the story of the gospel. And as I've done that for my life and in our ministry, I've come to be blown away by the beauty of all of our stories. And and also I've gotten these building blocks that have helped me understand um, really how to grow in my relationship with God through this story arc of the gospel. And um, I'm excited to tell you my story today. And um, there's so much to it that I'm just going to more tell you today about how I gave my life to Christ. Later on in some other episodes, if we're in between interviewing people, 
I'll probably share a few other um, aspects of my relationship with God and my story, more particularly on my thought life and the way I view myself and how the story of the gospel not only helped me identify some of those lies that I was believing, but the importance of starting to understand how to combat those with the truth. And, and that's a journey. That's a narrative as well. So there are many other aspects of my story that I'll, I'll jump in later on some other episodes and share with you. But first of all, just thank you. Uh, whoever you are, wherever you're at, we are a nonprofit that has the most amazing support team. Over the last 11 years, we have just had the coolest um, ministry supporters all over the country, even in parts of the world. And so thank you to all you who are tuning in and listening. I love you guys. And I'm excited for the new people that are going to be joining our community. It's going to be a cool journey. So jump in in the comment section below. Let me know what you think about my story, uh, what resonates with you. And by the way, we're not going to allow spiritual bullying or any kind of bullying for that matter. So if you're not a believer and, and you want to tune in with us and uh, sit back and listen, man, you are welcome to, to be here. If you're here to raise cane and put a bunch of holes in my story or argue with me, we'll probably get blocked. And if you're here trying to preach at other people who may be doing that, you'll probably get blocked too. We just don't need any of that. Not that I believe in cancel culture, but anyway, I digress. So my story. Well, my story sort of begins, I guess, somewhat bland. Um, it's like, as soon as I tell you that I'm a pastor's kid, I wish that I could have this conversation with all of you. Because some of you who are missionary kids or pastor's kids, um, you know, you're going to identify with certain parts of my story. And then other people of you, you know, you're, you're not going to understand that context at all. Or maybe you do, you have a different perspective. But I, I was a pastor's kid and a middle child. And so uh, typically you were labeled as a PK. And that's that was me, middle, middle child PK. I have an older brother, younger sister, Brandon and Sarah, who I, uh, I love both. Um, they live in Texas. Actually, my brother just moved to Florida. Uh, my parents, um, two amazing people as well in my life. So as I think through my story, you know, being born in a, in a family that my dad taught me the gospel, he, he shared the gospel with me. We had Bible studies at night. You know, it. in some ways, there was a lot of pressure on on me, you know, to perform and to behave a certain way. And, and I just didn't behave that way. You know, oftentimes I was expelled from school for fighting and, um, you know, had a pretty bad temper, um, growing up. And so when I would go to church as I was, as I was younger, um, well, let me just preface this. I would say I was saved at five years old. And what that means is I was basically driving in a van. I was just at a baptism at a church and saw a girl get baptized. And, um, I had been hearing, um, who Jesus was at, at five years old and before, and uh, I just felt this overwhelming sense in my in my heart and my mind that I I needed to be saved, and um, you know I, I kind of began crying in the in the church van or the the van that my dad was driving, and got so emotional. And my parents pulled over the car, and I prayed right there in the van with my parents and gave my life to Christ at five. And a uh, funny thing is, is my, my mom reminded me not long ago, a few years ago, that right after that, they went into this gas station and I walked through the door simultaneously as a guy was walking out and I looked up to him and, and my mom said, I said, just as loud as I could, I got saved. 
And um, I guess that was the beginning of my evangelistical spirit, you know, wanting people to know what God has done in my life. But so at that point, I, I was saved. But then as you fast forward through um, seven, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 years old, um, there was a shift that happened in my life. And um, first of all, I'll tell you this. Um, I wear these glasses because I feel like they make me look cooler. And, um, and a few of my friends know this about me. Uh, when I'm on stage, I'll, I'll wear these. But um, I don't... I use them when I'm on the computer, but I have 20-20 vision. But the interesting thing is that this is so often like how we are, how I can be in my life with my, my story, you know, to put on certain things to help me appear to be cooler um, or to make me have more confidence that's not in the Lord. Um, so I don't have those cool glasses. Sometimes I wish I was didn't have as good as eyesight so I could wear those. But truth is, this is me. No, no, uh, no cool glasses. So let's fast forward a little bit. Um, you know, born in a Christian family, got saved when I was five. You know, many people think, well, that's your story. You know, that's it. That's you got saved at a young age. But no, what happened was um, something got introduced into my life and it was pornography. Um, I was seven years old. I think a friend of mine, we were running around in the pasture and came across this um, this barn abandoned house in the middle of the pasture. And and in one of these closets was boxes of, of magazines. And, um, you know, we started looking through there and that was the beginning where the, the seed, this planted lust in my mind had been there before it had never been there. And, you know, you'll hear me talk often about, um, the book of James, where it says that our evil desires are conceived and give birth to sin and sin when in its full form leads to death. And so as, as we talk through people's stories, this is going to be like a key verse in our, in our narrative of our life. Was, it's the introduction of a desire, and then it says that it conceives and gives birth to sin. And then it says that it, as it grows, it gives birth to death in its full form. And so that's the story of sin, and we'll talk more about that. But when I saw that magazine for the first time, that was when the desire crept in for that thing that wasn't good. You know, God had made these girls in his image, and they... And, and however path they ended up there, it wasn't a good one. Um, but I began to have this evil desire, and it gave birth to sin. And I began to seek that out in other places. In other ways, it was available to me. And around the age of 9 and 10, I was addicted to that lust. And, you know, being a pastor's kid, the way I viewed other people and their story was that they were perfect, and because I was a pastor's kid, everyone expected me to be perfect. At least that was the way I viewed them. So when I messed up, I felt an immense amount of, of shame, regret. I'd let my parents down. And then I, I didn't see anyone else in my church making any mistakes, really. You know, as I went to church, there were deacons. My mom played the organ. My brother was a good, good kid growing up. My sister was. Um, and you just see all the people in the church and you look across all the pews and the aisles and you see adults and you say, man, they don't sin. They don't have problems. They're perfect. Um, but if, but me, you know, if you really knew me, you know, you would be shocked and you would be ashamed of me because that's, that's the way I began to perceive myself was that I was shameful, dirty, um, 
and I kept crying out to God and prayed and asked God to take these things from me, you know, to, to help me. But I continued to do it. And I felt what happened was I started to feel in my story what James talks about when it says that sin in its full form leads to death. You see, for me, the death for me wasn't that I was physically dead. It was that I had these symptoms that pointed to me being spiritually dead. Even though I was a believer, I had been baptized at the age of 12, I felt dead. Although everyone thought I was alive on the outside, I had this inward story, which I like to categorize my story as public, private, and secret. And and I just had this pain that was, you know, deep down in my secret story that I wished would go away. You know, I didn't want to continue doing this. I wanted to honor God. And um, around the age of 12, it, it wasn't getting any better. It had gotten worse, and I felt isolated. Um, I felt like I was just the biggest hypocrite, a two-faced person. Um, I felt like God didn't love me. I felt like he wouldn't forgive me. And um, I felt like it was never going to stop. And so I began to get exhausted over the ongoing, um, you know, a good day, a good week, and then a falling down again and, and falling into the trap of lust. And at 11, 12 years old, it was just overwhelming me and my mind and my heart and my soul, even just physically agonizing to me, all the while just going about being a normal kid. None of my friends knew this. No adults knew this. Just me and my own pain and my own suffering. And so I believe that God was there with me all the time. I believe that he loved me. And I think he actually sent someone to my church. Uh, my youth pastor just came to visit me, kind of confirmed this story as I was telling him about it 20-something years ago that it happened. My dad invited, or Marshall, my youth pastor, invited a guy to come speak at our youth group. And um, I was 12, I think, at the time, maybe 13. And um, well, let me back up a little bit. I think it had gotten so bad that I had wrote a note that if my parents were listening to this, they would never know that I did this. Um, so sorry, Mom and Dad, to tell you now at 39. But um, I had wrote a note that I was going to take my life. And, um, you know, I think I wrote it twice and, and crumbled it up. And at one point, I went and looked at my dad's gun in the closet and um, it's hard for me to even say that I was at that point. Um, but that's what sin does. When people say, why did this happen? Why did this happen? It's because James says sin leads to death. And I was at the point where I felt like I had no life and I felt dead. And so this guy that gets invited to my dad's church, um, we were a Southern Baptist church. The saying goes, you don't dance, you don't spit, dance, or chew. Or date girls that do and in texas that's a real thing girls girls chew tobacco it's weird and so this guy shows up he's got long curly hair really not becoming for a southern baptist speaker he shows up somewhere in the message he says the word butt and crap at the same time which i confirmed with my youth pastor i also confirmed he never got invited back again and i'll tell you probably because my dad said hey not have none of that in our church but lo and behold that was the night that god met me um, in this small country church in texas and um, i heard about the forgiveness of god and i think the message was out of acts but it talked about you would know the truth and the truth would set you free and it was this idea that i i, I was truthful 
with myself and with God, but I hadn't been truthful with anyone else. I was isolated and alone, and God never intends for us to live our life this way. And so the guy calls for an altar call, and I run past the aisle to the back of the church and to the back auditorium, and, and I'm just at a place of devastation. And my dad meets me in the in the back of the, the, the church area, and he's concerned, you know, I'm crying, I'm, I'm crying loud, you know. In fact, my youth pastor and his wife, they were just at my house, uh, Kathy and Marshall, after 25 years, just uh, this year, 2021, came to visit, and, and Kathy said she remembers me screaming. And uh, that was crazy to me to think back. I thought it was just me and my own little world there dealing with my sin and with God and my dad. Nope, other people could hear it. So that was a news flash for me in 2021, dating back a while. And so I think it did help me, though, understand when she heard me screaming, it, it helped me put someone else in context with what I've been sharing for years of my life and my story was that I felt like I had vomited out a demon. And I don't know if you've ever just carried your past with you or carried this pain or this shame or this guilt over your life, but it feels like in that moment when I spoke the truth and I confessed my, my sin, my struggle, and I was open and honest and I brought that into the light, that A, the darkness fell. I felt no shame, felt no guilt, and, and I was met with the grace of my earthly father who demonstrated to me the perfect love and grace of my heavenly father. And I think there was something magical there that happened from the confession, which God says for, you know, you confess your sins, you pray for healing, that, that the triune work of God also happens between us and someone else in God when we're dealing with our lives, when we're dealing with overcoming sin and, and looking for healing and redemption in our story. And I witnessed that happen. And I think the blessing, too, was that my dad was aware of my life and my story. He helped me understand. We prayed in that moment. And then we we bonded um, like never before as father and son and, and had this level of ca accountability. And um, I just know that that moment in my story was really a, a great turning point for me to see how the Christian life um, was to work, that I was never meant to live in isolation and that the burdens that I was carrying were, were too much for me, but they also needed to be brought into the light. And so over the course of time, um, I began to be discipled by three great youth pastors that uh, enabled me to grow in my faith, to spend a lot of quality time with me and my brother. And uh, to kind of conclude a little bit of this part of my story, to kind of bring you up to speed on, on my life now, although there's a lot more to share and a lot more to come future episodes. Uh, I ended up graduating high school and went to, went to college in East Texas Baptist University, got a degree in religion. And uh, in college is where I met my wife, Emily. So I'm going to wrap this episode up, and the next episode, I'm going to be joining my beautiful bride and introducing you guys to her. We're going to listen to a little bit about her story. She's got an amazing testimony as well. And then I think the next episode of that will be her and I talking about a little bit of our, our marriage story and our journey in infertility. But uh, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening to my story. Please drop some comments below in the sections. Ask me any questions. Make some suggestions to me um, if there's anything you want to hear more about my story or just uh, in ways that it connected with you um, let's remember your story matters more than you know and so thank you for joining with us we'll see you next time